together growing in faith, changing communities. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Today, dear friends, I would like us to reflect on the letter of St. Paul to the Romans, chapter 10, verses 9 to 18. Brethren, if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For man believes with his heart and so is justified and he confesses with his lips and so is saved. The scripture says no one who believes in him will be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all and bestows his riches upon all who call upon him. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. But how are men to call upon him in whom they have not believed? How are they to believe in him? of whom they have never heard. How are they to hear without a preacher? And how can men preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are your feet, are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all heeded the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us. So faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes by the preaching of Christ. But I ask, have they not heard? Indeed they have. For their voice has gone out to all the earth, and their words to the ends of the world. It's a beautiful reading. If you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It sounds so simple. And yet, how many of us struggle with that? The proclamation of our faith. I love the proclamation that is given by Thomas, the doubting Thomas. You remember the beautiful story of Thomas when Jesus had come and Thomas was not among the disciples. And they told him that Jesus had been raised from the dead. And they just cannot accept it. It doesn't make sense. They don't understand. And they question. And when Thomas questions it, he says, unless I see, unless I put my fingers in the holes, and, and unless I have a proof, I refuse to believe. And the next time Jesus appears, Thomas is there. And Jesus invites Thomas to put his fingers, to feel, to touch, to experience. 
And Thomas says, my Lord and my God. Now I believe. It now makes sense to me. If you go to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, verses 17, the story of the prodigal son. It is when the younger son comes to his senses, when the reality hits home, then he's able to realize that he needs God. Is able to realize that without God, he's lost. And so he comes to his senses, he comes to himself, he comes to grasp the truth, the reality of his faith that I need God. That without God, I'm nothing. Without God, I'm lost. Without God, I have no vision. But the confession of Thomas, the confession of Peter, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. In John chapter 6, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. That's what we need. I can't turn to anyone else. God is not an, a substitute. God is not an option. He is the ultimate answer. I do not approach Jesus because I have failed somewhere else. I do not believe in him because all other belief systems have crashed. No, I believe in him despite everything else. I still profess him as my Lord and my God. I believe with my heart that he conquered death. That the last enemy that he needed to conquer was death. The last enemy that he needed to deal with was death. That's my belief in God. That's my conviction in God. And death in this instance talks about physical death. But also death could mean many things for different people. Fear, uncertainty, doubt, anger, resentment, hatred. He conquered it. What is it that I'm struggling with in my life? What is it that I'm struggling with in my faith? What is it that doesn't make sense? And I need the healing hand of God 
to redeem me? Where do I need to be touched by God? Where do I need to be healed by his grace? This could be for me as a person, for us as a family, as a church, as a community, as a couple. We are tearing each other apart. We are destroying each other. How do we help each other to grow? How do we allow each other to experience the ultimate love of God? How do we come closer to God? How do we come back and say, my Lord and my God, I now believe. How do I live my Christian life? Each and every one of us is made in an image and likeness of God. There's something divine in all of us. There's something of God in all of us. Sometimes we can ignore it. Sometimes we can deny it. But it's there. And the more I listen to that aspect, the closer I come to realize how loved am I by God. That I'm the beloved son and the beloved daughter. That I'm saved by the one who loves me. I am redeemed by the one who died on the cross. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.